This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we try not to fuck our kids up spiritually and talk with Joanne Samuel Goldblum, the founder and president of the Diaper Bank. Woo! Uh, Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Biz, come on. I know, snap out of it. I'm here. I'm in. I'm in the boat. I'm here. We're talking. We're talking. I I went to bed last night and I got up. Here I am. You did. You probably slept at some point last night. Maybe. Little bit, <laughs> little tiny bit. I think I bit. did. Good, good. Uh, how are you? Um, I'm good. I had a really good revelation today. Yeah, yeah. Um, because <laughs> to just, leave your family, yeah, to just drive away. Drive far past. But I thought I'd stop by the office first. To sure. Record this podcast. <laughs> by the time this comes out, you'll be I'll in be Vegas by totally. then. A Only full abandonment will have right. been achieved. Right. Um. Yeah, no, I I had a good revelation this morning because um Jesse Jesse's been work has been really crazy for Jesse. Mm-hmm. He's been working like just I mean he normally works very long hours anyway, but he's been working like nonstop right. basically. Um, and so that means I you're working nonstop. Yeah, I'm not working nonstop. <laughs> I have no help at home with the children and the dogs and everything, and um, it's been really tiring. But we're doing it, you know. But. <laughs> But so, anyways, the I love that you're laughing at my all suffering. It, all of it does is like this weird pause. Like I was, I was totally expecting some sort of like amazing statement well, to come out, but instead, it was like, "So I'm really tired." Yeah. And so that like was my revelation. Total no. matter. Of no, fact. basically, like I just want to, I want to set the stage okay. for my revelation. All right. The rev- we're getting there. We're getting Great. there. All right. Um. So. Uh, So on Monday mornings, the babysitter comes and I come do the show. And because she's not there that much, it's also like my chance to like check in with people at work and like catch up on my email and like pay bills and get through my inbox. Like none of which ever happens. (laughs) It's also like my only chance to like walk the dogs or exercise without having like two babies attached to me. To cram a whole week's worth of work into like a a tiny three hours hours, basically. And then because Jesse's been working like Jesse gets up in the morning and literally just goes downstairs to his office so, right. like I hadn't even showered you know like stuff like that and um so normally Monday morning she gets there and I'm like oh my god okay go and no, I just have all this stuff that I need to do and it's like very stressful and very intense <laughs> and I come and do the show and then like I do a little bit more like <laughs> stuff and then and today I was just like you know what I like I haven't showered I mean and then I was like, let's look at the clock. You know, but babysitter was like a few minutes late. Right. You know, um, there's like piles of dirty laundry everywhere. Right. Haven't showered. You know, one of the kids is like needs to eat. You know, it was just <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to be able to get a bunch of stuff done this morning right. before the show. Like that was my revelation, basically. And I was just like, you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to spend this morning like killing myself right. or or like trying to get organized on all the stuff that needs to happen because it's not going to happen one way or the other. <laughs> so I just went like, you know what? The babysitter is here. Like yeah. love that. Yeah. Love it. She's got the kids. Yeah. You can take a shower. Yeah. You can walk the dogs. 
you can do some laundry. Right. And you can come in and do your show. And that's what I did. And it was so nice. It was like all I had to do was shift my brain like Mm. slightly. And it was the total difference between like a horrible morning and like a nice morning. Yeah. I think you said it last week. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. It was enough. That was enough. Yeah. That was enough to do. Right. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. That's great. I also like that we've entered this weird state of both being so tired that it's no longer about, like, I think that's why I was laughing so hard about, uh-huh. like, it's no longer, like, I'm so tired. It's just more of, like, a checklist item. Uh-huh. Like, I'm tired. Obviously Done. I'm tired. Yeah. Done. So it's that, just, just living with that now. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, How about you? Well, I'm, I'm all right. I had a great week last week, which means this <laughs> week's probably all okay. going to fall. Whatever. All it's right. fine. But uh, I wanted to share a little uh, moment. Mm -hmm. So we're at the dinner table. We're going on vacation soon. Mm -hmm. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to a kid's kid's resort. Mm -hmm. And in discussing it at the table uh, with dinner, uh, we said to Catherine Bell, and there's a kid's club. It's Mm -hmm. a club for kids Mm -hmm. your age. And she just looks at us and she goes, a club just for me? And we're like, yeah. And I can go without you guys? And we said, yes. And she was like, that's great. And I was like, <laughs> and Steph and I were both like, yeah. And then, like, again, later, like today, like a week later, she's like, I can't wait to go on vacation. Where there's going to be a, a place I get to go without my parents. <laughs> so, like, okay, so there's two things. Like, one, that's great. Steph yeah. and I are just like, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Drop her off. Drop my bag. <laughs> Paperwork's getting filled out the yeah. moment we, you know, get to this place. Yeah. Um, do you take babies, too? Yeah. Great. Uh, you know, da-da-da, yay. So there's that, which is great. It's also, she really has been fighting for independence. She, yeah. you know, wants to do everything by herself that are just... Legally, I can't let her do. Yeah, <laughs> just they're gonna come and get me. Yeah. Um. But there's also this moment of like, well, what do you, what do you mean? I want to be with, with us. What? Yeah, of course. What, who are it's you gonna family vacation? Who are you gonna play with? Yeah. Well, besides your mother, who never wants to play with you <laughs> the way you want to play. I don't understand. Uh, which, again, it's sort of like that time that I gave, you know, he took the bottle. Like, Ellis took the bottle for yeah. one minute. And I was like, oh, my baby, uh, yeah. don't take the He bottle. doesn't need me. Right. You know, like, the first time they ever do anything that you are dying for them to be. The moment that she picks up a book yeah. and starts really reading it uh-huh. and is like, get the hell out of my room, Mom. Yeah. I'm going to be like... Uh, Alice, come here. <laughs> Who wants to play with Mama? So, but anyway, I just thought it was very like it was adorably. It's really cute. It was cute. It's and conflicted, but it's, it's very conflicted. Cute. And, but I'm 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 totally thrilled. Okay, good. I'm I'm excited. That's awesome. It'll be like going on vacation with only one kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of conflicted, mm-hmm. this week we are going to. Talk about, (laughs) massive disclaimer, our (laughs) personal experiences and issues that we have find our that we find ourselves confronting in terms of spirituality is sort of the best word I I think we can come up with uh, that tackles some of the bigger questions in life uh, that we have as parents and that our children may want to ask us. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) goodbye listeners please take a moment to remember if you're friends of the hosts of one bad mother you should assume that when we talk about other moms we're talking about you if you are married to the host of one bad mother we definitely are talking about you nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice 
advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. <laughs> Teresa. Yes. Teresa. Yeah. Is there a God? I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm totally just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Simple questions. Okay. All right. For reals. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start us off? Do you want to talk about sort of like how, like, let's, let's get into, let's take it the easy route, easier route. Okay. Let's, because you've got, Simon is two and a half. Yeah. He's two and a half. The questions are starting to come. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I think it's coming. It's coming soon. The first thing that happened was a few weeks ago. Um, my dad was visiting and for some reason we were talking about who people's parents were and, um, and Simon asked my dad, who, who's your mom? And my, my dad's mother, uh, passed away when I was nine. Mm -hmm. Um, so my dad said, well, my mom was Ruthie. And Simon said, who's she? You know? And I said, why haven't I met her? Yeah. Yeah, Where's she? Yeah. And I and my dad was really quiet because I think he was trying to defer to me, you know, uh, like he didn't know yeah. what to say and he didn't wanted to defer to me. And I was like, "Well, fuck, here we are. I have no fucking idea what to say about this. <laughs> She's either in a hole in the ground yeah. or burned up. I mean, you know, yeah. like it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe or, there are yeah. more options than there that. Are but I'm just more saying, physically, but yeah. physically, she's one of those two exactly, places. <laughs> exactly. And um, and so what I said was. God, I hate myself. So what I said was, she's not around anymore. <laughs> she, and went out, she went out for milk. Yeah, I just said, she's not around yeah. anymore. And Simon kind of looked at me for a second, and then he was on to the next thing. Right. He doesn't care. But that was, like, the warning flag that, like, this is coming, and, like, I need to be, I need I need to come up with something because like I was and then I was like I need to talk to Jesse about this because we really need yeah. to be on the same page about it and the thing about Jesse and I it's like I think we both agree that we would like to figure out like and be on the same page about it but Jesse is an atheist uh-huh I was raised Catholic and am now agnostic. Right, because you, you teeter. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you so, can't be raised with that many ghosts, which is right. the Catholic faith, because I yeah. was also raised Catholic. Yeah. And not just be like, eh, I got a toe in. Something. Yeah. yeah something. Yeah. Like if I, if, you know, sure, when I was in labor, I was praying to God <laughs> to make the pain stop. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. I mean, there's times where, and it's almost habit, because as a child, I used to pray. I mean, we went yeah, to church, yeah, I course. went to Catholic school, the whole everything. So it's like kind of in me. Right. Even though, and this show is not about us sitting down and saying what we believe. Right. But there is some baseline of knowledge that we need to share about where we're coming from in order to like have this conversation. And for me, it's that like I'm agnostic. I just am. But the thing is with Simon is that I don't want like when I was growing up, if somebody died, they were in heaven. And we got to talk about heaven and like we got to talk about God and we got to and it was this very comforting thing. And like as an adult now, even though I don't that that's not my like belief set anymore, I don't have like a grand fear of death. I just don't. And I feel like things happen for a reason. And I feel like, you know, 
I, I just, it's not a thing for me. And like, whereas for Jesse, he never believed in God and he always thought death was the end. Right. And death terrifies him. And it, like, haunts him. And I don't want want that for... And that also could be some... I mean, there's other things that play into, like, how we feel about life and death. But, like, for Simon, like, I have this very strong... And obviously for Oscar, when he gets older, I have this very strong, like, feeling that, like, if there's no baseline belief system of something beyond what's here on Earth now... Right. Like, that I'm, I'm afraid of, like traumatizing him or scaring him or just like giving no direction giving no direction yeah Yeah, giving no direction and giving no like reassurance of anything but that's the fucked up thing is that i don't want to reassure him about something that i actually don't believe exists so it's a big one it's a little like can i just make like a horrible comparison of like of like like we all know the story of Christopher Columbus and the right. Native Americans, right? And how it was taught to us was yes. not exactly accurate. Yes. But man, every time it's time to talk about Thanksgiving, it'd be really easy just to be like, Columbus, Indians, all friends, Seriously. everybody. Seriously, <laughs> it was. Just, it was yeah. It's it. We did nothing wrong. Everything's right. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. It'd just right. be easy. But like, there's something about, and that is a <laughs> really fucked up difference compared to like faith because I, I quick background as well mm-hmm. again I was raised Catholic uh, Stefan is also atheist uh, I mean just family atheist everybody yeah. atheist uh, Catholic uh, so Catholic that it was like my mo- <laughs> I can remember my mother at one point in time my sister had dropped out of the church before confirmation uh-huh. my mother like we're in the car like leaving church and she's like I don't care what you believe in but you will get confirmed in the goddamn Catholic church <laughs> Um, it's all right to say, God damn it, not Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, so, um, mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, okay, mama. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, I, so I'm the same way. Like, there there are these moments where it would be great to have, I think baseline is a really good word. Like, uh-huh. it, it's sort of this. It's like a jumping off like point. Like a jumping or, off point. Yeah. And I get torn between, well, I figured it out for myself. I figured out how to get to a place that I was comfortable with, mm-hmm. even though I was totally raised Catholic, as well as in the South. Like, the camp I went to was like very much Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're born again at the camp and, you know, oh. everything is, you know, it's a native Indian slash Bible camp. Wow. Uh, it was a good time. Made out with lots of people. Queen of camp, everybody. Queen of camp. Um, yeah, um, but I, again, I sorted it all. I sorted it all out, you know? So you you have the answer to all of these questions. Well, let me tell you what I tell. I will tell you what I told Catherine Bell. Okay. And this was something. Stephanie and I talked about this when we had her. Okay. Uh, and that was, in general, that it is not just like I wouldn't want to tell her that she's not allowed to have faith, mm-hmm. that she's not allowed that she has to be an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I feel just as strongly about not telling her that, that she has to be religious. You know, mm-hmm. I want her to have the opportunity to figure it out for herself. And it is my job as her parent uh, to give her as many, give her exposure mm-hmm. to uh, spirituality at large. Okay. Does she need to do that at like two and three? No, no two, three-year-old wants to go to church all day. You know right. what I mean? But like we're, we're entering a phase where she may... In terms of just spirituality in general, I might start uh, finding out if she's got a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of her friends are, uh, you know, go to church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe we'll go together 
to to that, just to mm-hmm. let, let her be exposed to it, just mm-hmm. like I would expose her to anything else in the world that I want her to have a better understanding about so she can make a decision about. But when it comes to the question of, like, for example, death, mm-hmm. this is what I did, and I probably never did it. But I, this is what I, I said, look, every, a lot of people believe different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people believe that you go to a place called heaven uh, and that there is one uh, God who— you know, it helps guide us and mm-hmm. helps us uh, know right from wrong. And that if you've lived a, you know, good, happy life, that's where you go when you die. Your mm-hmm. your, uh, your soul. Mm-hmm. And don't even get me started on how to do soul. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I said, some people believe that when you die, you come back as something else. Mm-hmm. That let's say you die and you come back as a kitty cat or a tree or another person. So some people believe that, and I think that's a nice thing to believe. And then some people believe nothing happens that you. And I, you know, again, I'm like this voice. Like, I'm like, and nothing. I'm like, some people believe that like there's nothing that you just yeah. die and like that's it, lights yeah. out, it's all, it's all over. Yeah. Um. And uh, it it just depends on what you know you personally yeah. believe. I really like that. And, you, know, you know what she said? She I was really like, like that. she was like. I want to come back as a cat. And I said, I think that would be great. Yeah. I mean, like, all you got to do yeah. at this point, I feel like. No, is... I love that. Like, the minute you started saying that, I was like, yes. Yeah, you don't have to overdo yeah. it. And though I want to. But, because like, here's the thing, is there's a good chance they're not going to ask you further, harder right. questions. They're going to be mulling around on this. Uh-huh. And then another time, <laughs> Stephen comes up one day and says, Catherine Bell says we talk to dead people. Uh-huh. And I said, what? How did we get to that? Oh, I Didn't said. Did you say that? I you did. I said, people? yeah. I remember you saying well, that. Well, because it was yeah. like, she was like, what happens when you, it was dead. Yeah, it was like another type of what happens when you yeah. die. Yeah. And I said, or can we, can I still see you or talk oh, to you after you're dead? Yeah. And I said, again, people believe different yeah. things. I come from a family who believe, <laughs> who likes to talk to everybody, even yeah. when you're dead. Yeah. We will still talk to, uh, you know, people who are gone. They don't necessarily answer back. But it allows me to still feel connected. For example, your grandmama still talks to her mama. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, and when she's cooking or when she's out with us or at the end of the day. It's just her way of uh, staying connected with her. You can do whatever you want. Uh-huh. You know, um, and then, yeah, I mean, so like, so yes, I mean, again, she's going to mull this all over mm-hmm. and then we'll start adding, you know, what's that? It's church. You know, like my, I told my mother, my mother's trying to be so respectful of how we're raising her. Mm-hmm. She's like, there's a church in that book. I'm like, it's okay. She's going to know what a church is. I'm not raising her not oh, to know yeah. what a church is. Yeah. I'm like, this is a church. We'll go see a church. Let's go to church. If she decides she, if she decides to have a stronger faith mm-hmm. in God than I currently have, mm-hmm. I am going to support that just as much as if she wants to be a cheerleader or a baseball player. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's about, it. to me, it falls in the same category as anything else. Is it hurting my child? Is it making my child hurt somebody else? Mm -hmm. And is it causing her behavior to be bad? Mm -hmm. And if the answer to those questions are no, then I, I, like, I just, I don't know, I kind of, I've kind of been through the gamut of, like, religious experiences personally, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm still pretty happy with who I am, yeah. like how I turned out. And, yeah. I, and I don't think you have to, per se, go to a church to know right from wrong. Though I will say, just like you're wrestling with that larger question, it would be really easy to deal with right and wrong issues sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> with some of the old classic 
at oh, least yeah. Catholic ways of yeah. heaven and hell, the end. Yeah. You know, why are we here on, you yeah. know, why are we here on earth? God made it. You know, yeah. like, you know, I, I think it's, I think you can have a spiritual belief and a scientific, and answer scientific questions simultaneously. Sure. Yeah. So, but man, there are times when I would like to just skip that part and just oh, be yeah. like, because. Just because. <laughs> just because. No, I really, that's super helpful. Like, I think what, I think, um... I was definitely falling into this trap where I was feeling like I had to have all the answers because I didn't want to yeah. just say to him, I don't know. But like <laughs> what I like about yours is like w- your response to that that particular Specific the death thing. scenario is that it's like saying it it is giving like options and talking about things as they actually genuinely are, which are unknowable. Yeah, like, I, and that you know, everybody's different. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows that these questions are kind of unknowable, and that we are all like allowed to have our own beliefs right. about them. And so, like your explanation, really kind of like paints a nice picture of that. And um, and also, it is a way of saying I don't know. Yeah. Without <laughs> without just being like, can't help you there, kid. Like, that's right. That's right. Well, but it's, it also, I think it also hopefully sets up for them that you're going to support whatever right. it is that they whatever, want to question yeah. and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I will also say in terms of death, I had to get really comfortable just saying dead. Dead. Just yeah. being like dead, 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 yeah. dead, dead. They're dead. Yeah. This person is dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, Damn, it's like a bad haircut. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror every day and be like, "Got it, got it, got it." That's me, you know. And is so, that because it could be like confusing for them when they're well, yeah, but because I think people what... get scared to say the word "dead." Yeah, because, again, because it leads to all these questions, or you don't, or, or you just don't want to scare yeah. a child. Yeah, and that's where I kind of go, eh, "Man, people have been dealing with death a long time. Yeah. Kids are a lot tougher yeah. than than we give them credit for." And so I think one of the things that's helped us is. You know, we have a lot of pictures around the house, Mm -hmm. a a lot of historical family pictures that are up. Mm -hmm. Going back to, like, you know, the woman that Catherine Bell's named after, Mm -hmm. you know, going back, like, I don't know, six generations or whatever. And she'll be like, you know, where's that person? They're dead. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, they're no longer here. They're dead. Yeah. You know, only that's, you know, your mama's mama. She's dead. And she's like... And, I th- and I'm like, and one day your grandmama's going to be dead. And one day, you know, like, I mean, we just kind of talk about it. And it's like, as parents, we've got to, like, kind of let go of the fear of even saying the ugly word yeah. of death. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, either way, we're doomed to fuck them up. Yeah. Either way, they're going to come out of this mm-hmm. probably emotionally scarred Well, forever. I think I, it's no problem because I think, like, the next time Simon asks a question, I'm just going to, like, send him over to your house. Fine. Fine. We'll go. We'll just like this is this is how we dig a little tomb, Simon. We're just gonna play out the whole scenario. I'll pretend to lay here in the casket dead. One Bad Mother is supported in part by the second Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, cruising to the Bahamas July 25th through 28th. This year, we went overboard with performances from W. Kamau Bell, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Barrett, Jean Grey, Lake, John Roderick, and many, many more. Our cruise ship is gorgeous, with tons of amenities for families and activities for kids and even babies. Info and tickets are online at boatparty.biz. And there's a secret discount for One Bad Mother listeners. Enter great job at checkout. That's all one word, great job at checkout, and you'll get $50 off per person. 
So go to BoatParty.biz now and get your tickets, and we'll see you on the boat. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Killing it. <laughs> Just... Just killing it day after day. Day after day. Genius after genius. I, I actually I actually have a relatively decent genius this week. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. It is that all right, so Ellis would go down for his nap and then 30 minutes later be wide awake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have another 30-minute napper. Mm-hmm. This is going to make me crazy. Annoying. Um, so this time at some of the bigger naps, times, like where I know he has slept for a long time mm-hmm. in the past, if he wakes up at 30 minutes, I just pick him up and start walking him immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't even like say good morning or anything. I just like, pick him up and start walking him immediately. It takes about 10, 15 minutes, but he goes back to sleep and sleeps like an hour to an hour and a half longer. Oh, oh my God. So apparently cool. it's just catching that rhythm that yeah. they kind of wake up from yeah. and then get him back into it. Yeah. And it happened so that I know that it's not a total spoof. I managed to do this like four separate times last week oh, before yay. like Thursday and Friday mm-hmm. uh, before we the weekend came and we fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. But so that's it. That's awesome. I felt really good job. Yeah. It was awesome. Good. Yes. How about you? I tried something new over the weekend. <laughs> um my sister's bridal shower was happening in the Bay Area uh-huh. um yesterday and I really wanted to be there, but I like couldn't figure out how to get home for this and like work stuff and kid stuff and all the things going on. So what I did was I flew there for the day with Oscar. I left Simon at home with Jesse for the day, and I didn't even tell Simon where I was going because it would have been... might as well been going to the store. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And Oscar and I left first thing in the morning. We went to the airport. We flew to Oakland. My mom picked us up. We went to the shower. We had a great time at the shower. We saw lots of family. We got to be there. Um, it was easy because I only had one, one child kid. and then we came back to the airport and we flew home and we were, we came home and Oscar went to bed in his own crib. I didn't have to pack anything. I, I didn't have to like change anybody's schedules. I didn't have to like miss work or rearrange wow. like the show. I mean, it was a long day, Yeah, but like it was fun and my mom, d- like my mom did the driving and... I mean, that's amazing. It was great, and Simon had a great day with Jesse. Like they got to just have some quality time, and congratulations! Yeah, thank that's you. Great. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I also listening to Teresa's story uh, made me think of a genius moment from a year ago. At this time, when I had a brand new newborn and a two and a half year old little girl, and every time I would sit down to feed my newborn. Uh, 
she, my daughter would decide that it was time for her to get up to mischief and especially to get up to mischief in the kitchen. So I would be in the living room and I would hear her stool or her chair uh, pushing around the kitchen as she was going around checking out different cabinets. And it's the point where she was just fishing uh, food out of the cabinets. She would come in um, eating a banana and then, you know, two hours later when I was feeding them again, she'd have another banana and another banana. And like six bananas into one day, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You're going to have like a potassium overload, like an OD. I don't know if that's even possible. Um, finally, one day when she came in, like eating just a bag of flour, just, you know, handfuls of flour in her mouth. I was like, something's got to give. I have to feed this baby. I can't have you all over the place. So I started making that when I fed the baby, the way she had to help was to play iPad. So I downloaded a handful of educational apps and her job when I fed, nursed the baby was to sit next to me on the bed so I couldn't lose track of her and she was right where, I knew she, where she was and play games. Um, she got so into it that she would like start to suggest, I think the baby's hungry. Let's feed the baby. Um, so she like, takes it very seriously and a year later it's worked out. So anyway, uh, have a great day and thanks. Bye. That's great. That was really great. Oh, it's a great again. I use your tools. Yeah. Use your tools, Anything ladies and gentlemen. You can do. Yeah. 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 That's genius. Yeah. Good very job. good job. <laughs> and thank you for the idea. Yeah, it's very very good. Fail yours. You want to go first again? Well, yeah, I get to go first. Okay. Fail. 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 You suck. So our failure is we've not been paying close enough attention to needing to size up the diaper, apparently, because in one day, (laughs) the morning in the high chair, the afternoon in the car seat, and then that night again out in the car seat, Ellis pooped so much. Poop explosion. It was like poop explosion, but like it just... It just like barely any of it stayed in the diaper, mm. and the rest was just like float, like a pool, like a pool he's sitting in, in the seats, <laughs> and you're just like like every time it's like you get to where and he doesn't complain about it. So like the so like that morning he'd been like in the high chair for I don't know forever, and like it was almost time for you know Stefan to leave for work, and I'm like. Oh my God! There's like just a sea of poop in here, oh you know. God. And then like the car, we've been in the car for like thirty minutes. We go to where we're going. We're pulling them out, and I'm like, oh. "Holy! Oh, oh my God! There's so that. much poop!" And oh. so it's like it's a two-person job. You're like, you gotta like take them out and like real because you're just gonna get poop everywhere. Yeah, you're just gonna get poop all over you. More on the baby. It just was really not the best. <laughs> not the best. So. Time to move up diaper sizes. <laughs> and do some laundry. Oh, so much laundry I did this weekend. It's really more Ellis's fail. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Stop pooping, baby. Stop shitting yourself, baby. Go ahead. Um, we like got this humidifier <laughs> and like somehow it got broken. So then I retired. I think I talked about it on the show. Maybe I didn't. And so then I had to like take it to Target and get a new one like immediately. Like, I don't even know. But anyways, <laughs> we had this humidifier that was just recently replaced. And I keep it set up in the boys room when at least one of them is sick. And Simon was sick. And so it was set up in his room. And he likes to play with it. But oh, he's yeah. been getting better at not like just totally fucking with it. He just like turns it on and off, which I'm like, OK, if you're just going to turn it on and off, that's fine. I'm not going to like try to like stop you from doing that. And I'm right. not going to like 
pick it up and clean it up every single time and reset it up every single time, you know? Yes. So it's out, it's there, and then he was getting ready for bed or something, and I was up with Oscar doing something, and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving him in here with the humidifier fully on, and I'm just going to hope that he doesn't, like, really... Like mess with it, and I was like, I think he's not going to. Like he's he's pretty good now, like with it. And so I was gone for like I think around five minutes, maybe eight minutes, definitely less than ten minutes. But I was like in the kitchen, like within earshot, and I can hear him moving around in there. But whatever. Well, I go back in, and he, there's okay. He he's been playing with it. And he has taken the, like, jug of water off and opened it and poured. And I had just refilled it (gasps) and poured it everywhere. I mean, it's like an an ocean on the floor in their room. And this is bedtime. Yeah. So it's soaking wet everywhere. And that's not even it. Like, he's broken the humidifier. He's taken little pieces off in multiple places where I have no idea where they now go. Like, he's broken it. And on top of that, the cord is doing that thing where it's been yanked almost out of the wall, but it's not all the way out of the wall. So, like, it looks like it's about to, like, kill someone because it's, like, coming out of the wall and it's getting bent out of the wall. Right. And there's water everywhere. And there's water everywhere, right. And, I mean, I just totally lost it. Like, I just completely lost it. And... I, whatever I then I had to I didn't I didn't do anything horrible but I, I mean it was reasonable <laughs> that I was reacting that way right. but it was just so upsetting because it was like the end of the night and I was so tired and all of this I mean it was just like it wasn't even like like any one of those things would have sucked but right. like all of it happened I had to clean like sop up all the like wet stuff off the floor uh, and like now I don't have a humidifier again it's right. like expensive and I'm like do I fucking replace this again or we just like swear off humidifiers forever suck it up like, kid right. you know what I mean yeah um so anyways that's uh, sorry that was so long but it was just that's like horrible. horrible that's horrible <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Should never have left him alone. <laughs> that's right. Right? How dare you? I know. <sighs> so I have this 10-month-old daughter, Maya. She's teething, uh, but you know, the bad one's the upper one, so she's not sleeping well. Um, her head is sweating like crazy, and her nose is insanely stuffed. I mean, we suck her snot all day, every day, and she still has more for the night. Anyway... Her doctor suggested that I try elevating her head at night. So I throw a pillow in the crib, you know, just like that, bleh, and then I leave. Then two seconds later, I realize what I've done, and then I go and I wake her up to get the pillow, and I put it under the sheets. Um, and then I think about it, and I look at her from the camera, and I see her that she buried her face in the bulge that I created. So I go and wake her up again to put the pillow under the mattress this time. <laughs> and then she tosses and turns to find the flattest spot to sleep on. So I walk my baby twice for nothing. <laughs> I must think that I'm a giant asshole. 
Oh, that is the worst. That does suck. The, the pillow is really difficult. If you ever do, like, you put something in the crib to, like, elevate, yeah. there's nothing worse than, like, you do it, and then you're like, that's ah, probably not what I was supposed yeah. to do, and then you run back, and you have to, like, yeah. fix it. Ah, it sucks. Yeah. And then, like, they don't want to be elevated, so they yeah, don't it's flat. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, you horrible mama. Yeah. You are the greatest mama. Teresa, yes. <laughs> let's call a mom. Great. This week we are calling Joanne Goldblum, who is the founder and executive director of the National Diaper Bank Network, a national nonprofit organization dedicated to ensuring that every child in the United States has an adequate supply of diapers to remain clean, dry, and healthy. How awesome is that? So awesome. Welcome, Joanne. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. We are so happy to have you on here. Um, The first thing we want to do is ask you, who lives in your house? Well, the the short answer is really (laughs) right now, it's just me and my husband and my dog. (gasps) Relaxing. But but not long ago, so on during the summer and at various times during the year, I have three, I have my three children who live there as well. So I have a son who graduated from college on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. A daughter who just finished her sophomore year in college, and then a son who is a sophomore in high school, and he goes to boarding school. So it's quiet at my house now. Wow. Which which is either amazing or like one step into some sort of other type of madness that Teresa and I have not discovered yet. (laughs) It's it's definitely, um, it sounds much more appealing when your kids don't sleep to think about it. It's a little, it's, it's sort of wonderful and a little bit sad all at the same time. Right, Aww. right. We were we were actually talking. My daughter, who's uh, four, we're going on a family vacation, and like, her big discovery was that there was going to be a kids' club at the place <laughs> we were going to. And she was like, "You mean I can go there without you?" And I was like, "Yes." And then she went to bed, and I was like, <laughs> why, "Why don't you want to be with your mother?" Um, so I, I still have those conversations <laughs> with my children. Don't you just want to be with me? <laughs> Well, let's shift over to the to the diaper bank. I was telling my husband who we were having on the show today, and he said, "What's a diaper bank?" And he's not the first person uh, to say that. And so I I'd love for us to start with having you tell us a little bit about what a diaper bank is. Sure, um, that would be great. And he is not the first person. People ask me all the time. Um, so uh, diaper banks are set up on the model of food banks. They Generally, and they're not all exactly the same, but they generally give diapers to agencies that support families. And those agencies then give the diapers to um, families who need them. And a, a lot of them work with agencies that use diapers as incentives, you know, um, as a way to encourage families to come to different types of programs that are available. And some do it through food banks and food pantries. There are lots of different different methods of transportation of of of, of distribution. 
Um, and the other thing that most diaper banks do is they have a place in their communities, uh, a way to talk about children and poverty and families and poverty in America. Well, can you give us a little insight into why we need a diaper bank? The situation, this is, it's, it's definitely one of those things that I, I, I don't think, it's easy to fall off the radar it, right. it, for, for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we all say like, "Oh, diapers are so expensive," but but then you don't really you don't connect really think that. about like, "Oh shit, what if I really just can't? I don't have money to buy diapers." Right. So give us a little uh, insight into into this. Right. So I'll tell you the, the way that I first started the diaper bank that I started was about eleven years ago. I'm a social worker, and I was doing community based social work with families here in New Haven, Connecticut, and what I saw going into people's homes was a level of poverty that even as a social worker, someone who knew a lot about issues that existed for families, um, I had no idea how people were managing. And what I saw were families who had their child in one diaper for a day or longer. I saw moms empty out solids and put the diaper back on. And it wasn't just diapers, um, you know, toilet paper, feminine hygiene products, toothpaste, toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that. I became a little crazy and sort of became obsessed with figuring out how families could get these things that they needed. And um, I assumed, like most people before they really start to research this, people think there must be a subsidy of some sort. You know, you could use your food stamps to buy these things in, in the store. But the truth is there is no state or federal subsidy for these products. Um, food stamps and WIC, Women, Infants, and Children, you know, another nutritional subsidy, are nutritional subsidy programs that are run through the Department of Agriculture, and they aren't meant to pay for anything but food. Um, you know, so, so families who are struggling... Um, really often have to make some very difficult decisions um, and and really end up, kids end up really suffering for it. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's it, I think the first time I ever came across the term diaper bank, and then, you know, it's like one of those movies where you have a flashback and, like, all these images just come flooding into your head all at once. And, you, and I just was like, diaper bank? People need, <laughs> oh, my God. Again, it, I think it's one of those things, like you were saying, that falls through the cracks of, no, this isn't covered. And and one of the things that's sort of interesting is most child care centers require parents to provide yes. diapers. You know, so it really does impact a parent's ability to work and to be to be able to sustain, um, you know, their family, and to provide for their family. Um, you know, People think that it's such a little thing, but basically what I think about all the time, sadly now that I have an empty nest, (laughs) is really how, you know, small things impact big things. That something as small as a diaper can be the difference between a mom being able to go to work one day and not being able to go to work one day can be the difference between being able to pay your rent and not being able to pay your rent, you know? Right. It's... You know, I, again, I think Teresa and I can both attest to being in the middle of having babies right now. Uh, there's no small thing as a diaper. There, I mean, I, I, you, the amount of diapers that you go through and the amount of things filling up those diapers on 
minute by minute. Mm-hmm. It's it's not at all a small thing. Um, it's a big, big thing. One of the things that's interesting is diaper banks all run independently. You know, they sort of decide how they're going to do things themselves. And, you know, a lot do cloth and disposable and really try to make it so that families can find the, the way that works the best for them. Well, I was going to I was going to ask how the cloth diaper movement plays into the diaper bank uh, movement. We try as hard as we can to work collaboratively. Um, you know, m- many most childcare centers require disposable diapers. You know, you can advocate for that to change. There aren't laws that require that, but it is sort of the norm. You know, but we we try to for families for whom diapers are um, a good option. Most diaper banks provide them, and there are some, you know, just cloth diaper banks, and they provide um, services to lots of families. So really, it's a matter of figuring out the best way for any family to get what it is they need. All right. Well, let's. How do we? How do we help? What What is the next step? How can uh, people? get involved in either starting a diaper bank, contributing to diaper banks? How how can our listeners get involved and help? This seems like the perfect thing for parents to do. I mean, yeah. I, I can't think of the times that, like, I'll have a half a box of diapers. I'm mm-hmm. about to change diaper sizes again with my son, and I usually just donate them to the school or to another mom who whose kid is younger than mine. But, I mean, constantly on message boards, I see, hey, I got a half a pack of diapers. I got this. I got that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it is the it is the perfect thing. So the way to find out if there is a diaper bank in your community, there are about 225 diaper banks now across the country. Many of them are small. Is to go to our website, which is diaperbanknetwork.org. And if you go to find a diaper bank, put in your state or your zip code, and you can find out if there's a diaper bank near you. So if there is doing a diaper drive, you know, either just, just giving the diapers that you, like you said, you size out of. That's great. And lots of um, a great place to do a diaper drive, which is just like a food drive, but with diapers, is at daycares and preschools. Um, they, they bring in so many of them because so many families are in that same position of, of sizing out. And also because you're used to buying diapers, you know, so buying an extra pack might not seem right. crazy. Um, so that's one thing. And for people who are interested in starting diaper banks, it really would be the same thing to see if there is one in your community. And if there is one, many of them are run completely by volunteers. So if there's one in your community and you're interested, give them a call. <laughs> they will be psyched to hear from you. <laughs> you know, totally. And if there's not, give us a call. And we can help you. We have a manual about how to start diaper banks, and we have all sorts of information about how to do it. And lots of diaper banks are started by young moms, you know, moms with young kids. Not that you're not young. I'm sure you're very young as well as (laughs) young children. Um, You know, lots of them are started by by people with young kids because you're thinking about it, right. you know, and you're thinking about how hard it is. And then, of course, don't get me wrong, anybody who doesn't want to either do a diaper drive or start a diaper bank is more than welcome always to donate to the National Diaper Bank Network or to a diaper bank in your community or the community you grew up in or, you know, something like that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great one for, you know, even 
our listeners who don't have kids that are just mm-hmm. like, you're at the store, you just grab a, you know, you mm-hmm. go look, you see if there's a diaper bank, you know, in your town. What an easy thing to just grab and donate. Yeah. I mean, you can Amazon Prime that to somebody if you need to. <laughs> so I was just going <laughs> to say, a lot of diaper banks have wish lists mm. on Amazon. Cool. That's and how, yep. how easy is that just to click an extra? <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> this, this, this is what I like about this is that this is a tangible, easy thing for a lot of us to do mm-hmm. when we're already, even if we're already overwhelmed, it's a good one that we can do without a huge time commitment. Like you said, you can Amazon Prime that bad boy, or you can go spend a couple of hours, or you can easily organize a, a diaper drive, even if it's just among your circle of mom friends that are, you know, mm-hmm. you're on a message board with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really easy one to get involved and active in. We actually just got a lovely note today from a family who, for their child's first birthday, asked people not to bring gifts and to make a donation instead, and they collected about, you know, just over $300 to send in, which was really, really nice. Um, you know, a family where the kid is young enough that they don't know <laughs> necessarily, you know, they don't, you don't have your expectations up yet. So right. you know, there are lots of different ways to do it, but it, it, it's really, um, we really appreciate it when people do support it. Well, thank you so much, Joanne. This was really insightful and really helpful, and I, I just appreciate you coming on the show to talk about it. Thank you so well, much. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about it. I really have enjoyed listening to you guys. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate it. And we're going to link everybody up to to the website. And I just think this sounds like the perfect one bad mother. Yeah. Thank volunteer you. drive. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks so much. Keep in touch. All right. Okay. Thank you. you Enjoy too. your quiet time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Carrie. Hey, it's me, your co-host. Oh, yeah. We have a show, don't we? We have a show. Oh, no, Ross oh, and no, Carrie. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. It's about undercover investigations of fringe groups. Yeah, like the Tony Alamo Ministries cult. Yep. That's led by a pedophile. He's in jail. He's in jail. Also, we became Mormons. We became Raelians, which is a UFO group. That's right. We, we joined the Ordo Templi Orientis. Yes. The 9-11 Truthers. We got cupped. We got acupunctured. We got Reiki. We've pretty much anything that you've heard of and been like, eh, that doesn't sound quite right. We've done that. So you don't have to do it. So if you want to hear about this, and you should, then go to MaximumFun.org. I, 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 I smell it. Yeah, let's figure it out. I smell a one bad mother diaper bag drive. Let's figure it out. I do. Let's figure that out. Yeah. That seems like a good time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny. It's, I, as a mom... Mm-hmm. And as biz, mm-hmm. I, I miss as biz being able to do some of the volunteer and uh, activities that I used to do all the time before I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when Catherine Bell was old enough to really be comfortable in a backpack, I, you know, it was easier to go out and do a project because I could just have her on me asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just miss it. You know, I must be able to do it. And I'm sure, you know, that we're not the only ones. And again, this is such a nice, easy way to get involved uh, mm-hmm. in your community and to mothers and fathers and parents at large, mm-hmm. you know, nationally. It's such a good national one, too. 
Totally. Which is great. So, oh, it's really hard to be a parent. <laughs> I'm just like, like, you start to kind of go, oh, this is really hard. And then you're like, oh, it is really hard. Yeah. It is really hard on a million different levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, again, this is a good way to kind of connect sometimes with that deeper level that that's easy for us to sort of forget. Um, so good job. Yeah. Good everybody. Job. Yeah. Good job. Speaking of good jobs, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, guys. I hope you can hear my baby crying in the background because that will just add the perfect note to this phone call. I don't know if this is a fail or what, but my 11-month-old has just suddenly discovered that she can gag herself by sticking her own hand down her throat. And she has been doing this for about an hour and 20 minutes. And, um, yeah. She's vomited and she keeps doing it. I have tried firmly saying no and taking her hand out and holding her hands and nursing her to distract her and nothing has worked. So I put her in her crib to take a nap and I poured myself a giant glass of wine and I'm watching The Price is Right while I try to not hear her cry and gag in the other room. So I thought, uh, yeah, I need to call one bad mother right now and leave this voicemail for them. Oh. Hope you enjoyed. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's amazing. <laughs> I, see, I fall that into a rant category. Oh, that's totally a rant. Because <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, I that's know. like not even one of the things that they prepare you for right. about having a baby. But it's like, of course. Of sure. course she's doing that. Of course. And she won't stop. Like, and there's nothing you could do besides, like, tying her eyes down. I mean, her, her eyes down. <laughs> tying her arms down, which I then know. falls into a totally weird no, category totally of, like, what is yeah. that? You just have to, like, let her do yeah. it, essentially, until She'll she's learn. done doing that i guess oh <laughs> my, my god my question is it's either there are two things amazing happening in this one she's either been smart enough to pre-record to record prices right so she's watching it at the end of the day with her glass of wine uh-huh. or she's having a glass of wine at 10 a.m with the prices right i love that you know the schedule prices is right is right 10 o'clock in the morning show Okay. I don't know. It's the only TV I get to watch as well. Okay. I'm with her on The Price is Right. Um, she must have TiVo'd that shit. She, she, uh, uh, or, or, she's, or it's 10 o'clock. Sure. Mommy juice time. Sure. Oh. No judging. No judging. No. no I just, again, <laughs> two things happen there. Both yes. are impressive. Yes. Speaking of no judging, try not to judge us. And how we may or may not be leading our children down the wrong path in terms of the grander questions in life. <laughs> I guess I guess the big takeaway for the big questions maybe is just you don't have to you don't have to answer it all. Yeah. You don't have to know the answers. Yeah. And shut your mouth. Uh-huh. Keep it keep it short. Uh-huh. Keep it simple. And shut your mouth. There's a good there's a really good chance that's all your kid wants to know. Okay. And then that gives you time later to figure it out. A better answer. Sure. And to just go into it with the mindset that you want to be supportive of your child no matter what they decide they want to do Mm -hmm. or or how they want to see death or life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Also, let's just remember that this is a a really hard job and that everybody is doing a good job at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to... And that the National Diaper Bank is a wonderful way to basically send a high five out to other parents everywhere 
Yep. That's a hell of a way to high five. Uh, so let's get that high fiving going out there. Um, and it's a great way to get involved and. Uh, do something for yourself and for uh, other people. And I don't know, hang in there. Yeah. You're all doing it. You're all doing you're, great. You're killing it. Yeah. You just, you're just killing it in a million different ways. <laughs> um, and uh, Teresa? I mean, if you need like a pick me up, you got to check out our Facebook page. There's a post on there that I posted last week, if you haven't seen it yet, that's like, hey, tell us what a great job you're doing. And I'm sorry, I just had like tears streaming down my face while I was reading all the comments because just everybody is just fucking doing it. Everybody's killing it in such a great way, which is why I'm surprised that was not your genius, because I thought that was fucking it was pretty genius, genius yeah. that you did that and it is great so yeah definitely check out the high five post going around the facebook high five the shit out of each other high five yourself <laughs> high five your babies yep high five other people's babies unless those babies aren't touchers or unless just... those babies are too busy gagging themselves right <laughs> right have your wine watch your prices right and we will talk to you guys oh Teresa, you're doing a great job oh so are you biz thanks bye bye <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.